0: ok? Ok, sí, sí. welcome yeah, to LH United We Stand and um, in a taxi on the way to Betis' ground, brought to you in association with Betfred. Taxi Driver is a severe fan. When you see the stadium here, hey. what is your feeling? Malo, malo he, he has a bad, bad feeling and he, he comes out with an allergic reaction when he, when he sees the stadium So we've just been playing one of the old Betis songs to him by an old Sevilla rocker called Silvio It's a fantastic song, I can't get it out of my head But he was a Seville fan and he wrote one of the most famous uh, Betis uh, songs What do you que sobre el Manchester United? Your opinion? Buen equipo. Good team Good team, life thinks United's a good team in este año para la Copa de Europa, Sevilla o United? Sevilla no. No? Okay, I was saying, who do you think will win the Europa League this year? Because Sevilla have dominated that competition. He says Sevilla no-go. It's been a bad season for, for Temporada, Sevilla. Temporada a, Liga, a really no, bad no, league season. They're fighting relegation, in fact, which is not normal for Sevilla, who have been one of the success stories of Spanish football since winning that competition for the first time in 2006. I think before that, they've not won a trophy since... 1948, and okay, Bet- Betis see? Perfecto, he's just dropping us off the taxi here now, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. Just jumped out of the taxi, speaking to a group of Beticos, they're really friendly, and one of them uh, said, ah, he speaks English, is that your father uh, who says? He, he is my father. So your father is very proud that you speak English, so can I ask you some questions in English? What's your name? My name is Mario. And you're a Betis fan, how old are you?
1: Uh, what? How old are you? I, I am uh, 15 years old.
0: And you have the shirt with the name of Joaquim on yeah. your back. What does Joaquim mean to you? Porque él es importante?
1: In English or In Spanish? English.
0: Um,
1: I think that uh, Joaquim is um, a very good player. Um, and it is is uh, a big uh, vertical yeah. for uh, from our team. And this is uh, the. Um, Joaquin is a very important player um, for we. What do you think of Manchester United? Uh, Manchester United uh, is a a really big uh, team on the Premier League, uh, and uh, it's uh, hard to say, but. Um, I think uh, we could uh, we could um, win today. Really? By what score? Uh, five one. I think uh, Manchester United um, four.
0: Yeah. Real Betis uh, five. Hear it! No, nine goals today, or oh, in total. So you think that Betis are going through? Okay, he thinks that Betis are going to qualify by uh, going through 5-4 through five on aggregate. Uh, which Manchester players do you like, finally? Uh, I like uh,
1: Marcus Rashford.
0: Marcus Rashford, thank you. I like Joachim. <laughs> the are Still? I'm outside the ground, it's, the atmosphere is really good, the Betis fans are singing away. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. And I'm not going to say that anymore because it's, well, it's about 25 degrees. I've just bumped into Sid Lowe. And Sid pointed out that the swing in temperature between Old Trafford last week where it was snowing and here today where it's, you know, everyone's in T-shirts. Sid, how do you think this game's going to go?
2: I can't see any scenario at all in which United are ever really in trouble. It's possible, I suppose, that better score the first goal, that with the noise in the stadium there's a, a sense of, of, of maybe a potential comeback. But I just don't see it. And I don't see it. Obviously for the most basic reason of all, which is the difference between the two sides, but also I think the stylistic element to it. Uh, I think even if Betis do get hold of the ball, even if they do take a degree of control, I just think United's ability to catch them on the break, um, I think the, the, the physicality, I think the speed that United have, I just, to be honest, I just don't see it being much of a game. Betis,
0: despite that result last week, have been rarely stable for them under Manuel Pellegrini since yeah. he arrived three years ago. They've been finishing fifth, they've won the court. This isn't like the Betis that you and I know from before, <laughs> bobbing up and down between the divisions, you know, financial shenanigans. That yeah, it was make famous Barcelona. for being chaotic. It was yeah. famous for being chaotic.
2: Yeah. The La years, no? Yeah, no, it's completely different from that point of view. And, and you know, the other thing I suppose we could look back on last week and say, first 50 minutes or so, actually, Betis were very definitely in the game when it was a game. To do with keeping possession, and it's a game to do with being clear with their own ideals, even though I must admit I was quite disappointed that Betis' starting 11 wasn't as strong as it could have been.
0: Why do you think they didn't play Borja Iglesias? because it seen that you'd done an interview with yeah, the yeah I Guardian think that's it I think state. State. you did it to spite when you, me <laughs> when you saw that did you think oh
2: Honest. shit I tell you what right people accuse journalists of being biased we are biased we're biased towards stories and we're in particular we're biased towards our own stories so when something like that happens oh come on you know, the, the, the day that you do an interview with Borja Iglesias he becomes the greatest striker in the world and you absolutely want him to play brilliantly um, and, and you know obviously that wasn't the only change as well and, and, and I, I felt I guess you know there's a degree of of trying to manage your resources when when you're a team like Betis that doesn't have a huge. Wait a minute, that's
0: Poulter, Manchester. Just on my phone, I'm going to get stuck into
2: them. I'm
0: assuming
2: because they're all looking up and it's a few United fans up okay. there, and there's a little bit of
0: poo and no. I just wanted to say that there's there's two football clubs in Manchester, and that them continually just saying Manchester is disrespectful this, to Manchester but City, but this is
2: surely something that that over the years you've learned and, and actually in a way you're right it is disrespectful you to, to, to City in Spain El Manchester is Man United I think it's fantastic it's, it's brilliant it's, it's hilarious brilliant. I, who are these other guys um, admittedly I suppose the flip side of that is in the UK if you refer to just United yeah. it's Manchester United and of course it could be Leeds and it could be Newcastle and it could be however many other United's there are out there um, anyway, I don't know where we got to. We've kind of got sidetracked slightly, but I, I was—that's right—we were talking about the, the the team. I was a little surprised that that they made that change, but I think as again, it's about management resources I also think it's about opportunities and then I think, I think one of the things that Pellegrini's tried to do this year is use the Europa League to give games to those players who don't get as many as they would in the but Old like. Trafford you know I know
0: putting Canales on the bench yeah
2: but I mean to be fair in, in the he case he's coming back yeah in the specific case of Canales, uh, Canales, Canales, Canales. they didn't anticipate him making it at all yeah. and so I think actually that was probably that probably had a very concrete reason
0: I can't get a song out of my head by an old civilian rocker called Silvio. Okay, which and one? I'm not sure if oh, I know oh, this. Oh, 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 el Betis. And it was pointed out to me a few days ago. They might be singing it now. And No, this, they're singing the, the anthem, yeah. the so club's anthem. This guy was famous in Seville in the 60s as a pop star in Seville. Right. But he was a Sevilla fan, and he wrote the most iconic song about real Betis. And just put in Betis, Silvio... And if that doesn't worm its way into your
1: brain for a week, then there's something wrong with you.
0: This is, this is a great city from that point
2: of view. You're talking about Betis, the, the, the anthem that they're singing now is like the club's the official anthem, and every club in Spain has one. And it's really, really catchy. And the one across the city at Sevilla is fabulous. It is. It is. And, and actually, there's been suspicions there that Arribato, the group that did it, might not entirely be Sevilla fans either. But it's, but it's completely wonderful. At least not all of them. I think one or two of them are.
0: What have you made of Manchester United? Because you've seen them play so many Spanish teams this, this season. Yeah. Real Sociedad, Football Club Barcelona. Um, United keep drawing Spanish teams, which, yeah, which I don't you... have a massive problem with, and I'm sure you do uh, I, I bet you love it.
2: I think it's fantastic. And, and, you know, look, one of the things about European football is it's really about the journey. And the journey meant in the, in the most broad sense, but also in the most literal sense. You know, where you get to go, which trips you get to do. And, you know... Even without dealing with the other places you've been to this year, I just you know where have you've been, Cyprus and um, Moldova, and Moldova. Oh, it's been brilliant. Uh, but to to get Barcelona, San Sebastian, and Seville, three of the best cities in Europe, S- sensational. And, and you might get Rome next, which would be wonderful. Well, and you well, know, then back kind of, to Seville, Seville. Going you through. could come back to Seville; that would be quite fun. And and I suppose you, you probably want somewhere new, don't you? Don't book your flights to Bucharest. I know that happened last time round, not with United fans, but when Athletic and Atletico played in. Which one of the two did they play in? Which one
0: they played in? They played in... Some uh, fans went to the wrong one. They played in Bucharest because it was a new national stadium. That's right, and some went to Budapest. Yeah. Anyway... I remember uh, a, a story about someone booking a trip to Genoa and arriving in Girona and wondering why they didn't speak Italian. You know what? You could get
2: in a car from Girona and get to Genoa in about nine hours, I reckon eight, nine hours, around, around the top there. Yeah. I once um, booked a hotel in Córdoba, and I'd turned out i booked it in Córdoba, Argentina, not in Córdoba, Spain. And I turned up and got in a taxi and said, can you take me to this hotel? I don't know that one. Where is it? We start looking it up. Oops.
0: I booked a hotel in Valencia in December 2019 for the Manchester United game there. The problem was the game was... December 2018. So I booked it a year in advance by not looking properly. That's forward planning.
2: And it's not really a good idea in, in, in Spanish law. <laughs> anyway, what we we're saying about the, the kind of the these are t- these these are two clubs with a really kind of nice musical um, history, big fan bases, and Betis in particular. I mean Betis has very definitely built its identity around the idea of being a popular club, you know, a, a working class club. It's 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 rooted in that famous phrase that they always use, Bivalibettis manque pielo, it's basically like you know, long live Betis even when they lose, because there's a real sense of our fans are about not about trying to win it's about having having a bit of a laugh now I know apparently at Old Trafford last week it got a little bit out of hand there at were, one the, point there were
0: seven or eight nobeds, but they set always against, are setting against <sighs> four and a yeah. half thousand people exactly and I've been speaking to Betico's outside the ground they were fantastic they're very yeah, friendly good. no issues whatsoever yeah good look they've, look they've got a small active hooligan group and yes they be, have there might be 40 or 50 of them and they who might are, go who are total for yeah. The one
2: of the other things I think is probably worth mentioning, and I, I've got a feeling we've mentioned this before, I think we, when we spoke after the game against Real Sociedad in, in, in San Sebastian, one um, of the only other things to mention is that United are massive. Uh, United and Liverpool are massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you talk to Spanish fans of clubs, and not just clubs as small as Betis, even fans at clubs as big as Barcelona or Real Madrid. And there is a mystique to those two clubs, which just isn't the case of anyone else in in England. And I I now remember the question you actually asked me before we went off on this massive tangent, which is, what do I make of Man United? And I was going to take the cowards route and say to you, well, I don't actually see enough of them. The games that I've seen them in Spain, I didn't like them very much against Real Sofiedad. I thought they were superior to Barcelona, which obviously is, is a pretty big thing to say because we're talking about a giant club, even if Barcelona yeah. are a club, going for a slightly strange transitional still, phase. Still
0: top of the league, yeah. still a very yeah. good team. And, and
2: last week, of course, you know I, I felt that Betis played okay for not, not quite an hour, but there was something about the United that once they got up and running, they absolutely steamrolled them and you know, if they scored four, it could have been seven or eight, easy.
0: Thanks for your time, Sid. Pleasure. I'm inside the ground and um, the anthem of Betis has just finished. 50,000 people waving the green and white scarves. Really good atmosphere here. Famous for it. They're singing Vamos campeón. Let's go the champion. But they've not been champions since 1935. ground's not quite full. There was an issue with the early kickoff. A lot of people in Spain work the sleigh. Listen how loud it is, it's brilliant. So game started, United just need to take the sting out of these loud anyway it's loud when they're losing it's famous for being loud two and a half thousand united fans good following very good following considering how close it is to barcelona go and how difficult it is to get to sevilla you're not flooded with options to get to seville from the uk in mid-march I think those who've come will agree that it is a splendid city. The Betis fans are singing, "Yes, we can! Yes, we can! We can do it!" It's Ten minutes gone, and David de Gea has just made a very good save. I think it was from Joaquín. They want to believe. Can you? You can't blame them. Outrage! The outrage because the decision is even though it was the correct decision. Real Betis. Goodbye, Bien. Real Betis. Nil, Manchester United. One. And with a former Premier League Championship, League One, League Two conference striker who speaks in perfect <laughs> Spanish. Hi, <laughs> Danny.
3: Hola, muy bien. A... What did you oh. make of that, Danny Weber? No, I thought it was a um, professional professional performance. thought we were... Uh, I think industrious is probably the best way of putting it. We went, came here, got the job done. wasn't always pretty. For how we had to fight, kept the clean sheet, and obviously Marcus came up with a piece of magic. Who
0: did well for
3: you tonight? Um, I thought Harry did okay. Thought you know, thought Harry did okay. Just did had back. a good chat with him actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A good, decent game, didn't it? Yeah. I felt because he always comes in out of the cold. Yeah. So I felt that he, you know he came in and obviously they're gonna. Um, throw the kitchen sink at it you know though, which they tried to do early on but i thought he did i thought he did okay and he got better as the game went on as well and it's always hard for him because you're not playing and you're not in the rhythm like you know martin has playing every game not in the rhythm to come in and then um, just perform eyes are always on you so i thought i thought he did okay harry Palestre, rare yep. start for
0: him he was in control when he was neat he was tidy didn't
3: get yeah. the ball away yeah i thought started quite shy yeah but grew into it more touches he had you know more confident he got. And I, I was rooting for him I yeah. really wanted him yeah. to really wanted him to do well I think he, um, he can, almost looking at him thinking I know what's going through your head you're trying to do everything perfect and it's hard to oh, you're sure. sort of in this mental battle trying to relax at the same time um, but he was he, he grew into the game and I was glad for him he's got the 90 minutes he'll, t- he'll take a lot from that whereas for him it's a big win it might not be for, for everybody else but for him at a junction in his career it's quite a big win now Hell of a goal for Marcus. Yeah. Could you have scored that in your prime? When were, <laughs> when were you in your prime? What was your best level? Sheffield United away against Millwall, identical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Den. Yeah. The den. Not Betis, it's den. the Den. The Den's more hostile than that, but no. It was it was different class. I think what impressed me more is the fact that he, he just missed one 30 seconds earlier. Okay. Where he put one way up yeah, into the bad. stand. So to have the presence of mind to have the quality to go and put it away like uh, it, it was it's Marcus this season, isn't it? He just got that focus and um the flair that we want to see. What does success look like for Manchester United for the rest of this season now? I think the first bit's ticked off, i.e. getting a trophy. Yeah. Any more trophies is a bonus, but success is making sure we made the Champions League um, and probably getting a, another trophy. Europa League or FA Cup, what you having? Got a choice now, one of the two. Take the Europa League. Yeah. We've
0: got a domestic one. Yeah, so with your, I, think, I think it's a bit more... Exotic, exciting. Don't yeah. know who you're gonna get. Don't know where we're going. Yeah. And a I mean, final in Budapest. You ever been to Budapest? I've
3: been to Budapest, which is again Sheffield United who played varos Yeah. Not as exotic, but yeah. Ferencvaros are like, bad. you know, proper yeah. big team. Aren't they, they? Are, they are for for Hungary. So, um, yeah. I'll you to it. Final.
0: Love it. Take, Take care, care, Dan. how's today been for you?
4: Yeah, it was an important win. um Obviously, we performed really well at Old Trafford, especially in the second half. Um, Listen, they're a good team. They're fifth in the Liga. Um, I think the second half Old Trafford was electric, and um, we we knew how important the first goal was tonight. And the first twenty minutes of the game was so important. Um, away from home in Europe is totally different to to an home tie. We spoke about that in the in the dressing room. The manager knew that he's played many games in, he's managed many games in Europe and played in, in Europe. So um, there's lots of players with lots of experience in there. We knew how important the first goal was, and I think. Um, after the first twenty minutes, when we seen through the, the intensity and the tempo that they played, at, I felt like we, we controlled the game really well. Hell of a stadium! Did you play with England when we beat Spain? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a great stadium. Um, it generates a, a loud atmosphere, to be honest. And yeah, I played here when we got that famous victory against Spain. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a great stadium. It's a it's a good club. They're a good team. Um, a lot are challenging for uh, for Champions League places in the league, and the league is a strong league. So. No, we, we knew it would be a tough tie and it, it's a tie that if you look at uh, we, we've gone through comfortably um, and we controlled both games, I feel.
0: How important is this Europa League? Because if you look at the teams who
4: are in it, who've been knocked out of it it's extremely strong competition. Yeah, I think the... I think if you look over the last five, ten years, I think that the competition in the Europa League has really picked up. There's a lot of strong teams um, in the competition. And I know myself, we obviously lost in the, in the final against Villarreal. And um, listen, it's a great competition. Um, obviously, it's not the competition that we want to be in as a club. Um, everyone knows that we've got to aim for the, for the Champions League, but whilst we're in it, um, we're in it to win it. How do you think you did tonight? Yeah, listen, I'm happy, we, we, we won the game, kept a clean sheet, um, obviously it's uh, my first start in a couple of weeks, um, I've still played, I don't know how many games since the World Cup, I think it's six or seven starts maybe from, from the World Cup, um, and listen, I, w- I want to help the team on and off the field, my, my job's to, to make sure this club's successful, and whether I'm playing or, or not, I have a big responsibility, and obviously as a footballer, I'm, I'm disappointed when I'm not playing. And what I can do is work and train as hard as I can. Is it enough for you, six or seven starts since the World Cup? Well, listen, you, you you know me. Since I've joined this club, I always want to be on the football pitch. I always want to lead the team out, um, and of course, I want to strive to, to, to play every game for this club. I also understand that the, the lads playing are uh, are playing really well. Mm. Um, they're in good form, mm. um, and that's what happens in football. Um, and I should also say that the top quality centre-backs mm. um, so you see that you enjoy playing with them you've got a good relationship with them yeah of course listen there's this i feel there's four well there is four international centre-backs at mm. in this club mm. the competition top for players. places yeah i i believe that any any four of us could play week in week out mm. at a top premier league club and um, listen i think it's good for the competition i think it, everyone's pushing each other um, and the lads who have been playing regular have been doing really well. So um, things change in football really quickly, we all know that. Um, but listen, it's, uh, it's part and parcel of football, and I a big responsibility to make sure this club's a, a success, and um, and that's what I'm aiming Is the best United team you've played in? Um, yeah, I'd probably say so. I think. Um, Listen, I think there were some very good times under Oli as well yeah. I think we, we, we got to many semi-finals got to the final of the Europa League we were second in the league for a large part of the season so um, there were some good times under, under Oli as well and um, you know, this manager's really set a style, set a philosophy um, Do you buy into
0: that? What does he do?
4: Yeah, of course, we, if you don't buy into it, you don't play yeah. it's pretty simple, you, you get moved on so no, it's, um, it's demanding um, he, he, he demands high standards. He demands perfection. Um, obviously, he understands that it's never going to be perfect, but he demands it. Um, he tells you if it's wrong. He's off. He's authoritative, and um, he's, he's, he's the leader of the club. And um, no, I think the lads are buying into it. And I think you've seen with the amount of games that we've we've won this year. Um, Listen, there's been some ups and there's been some downs as, as the always is in premier League seasons and and by far we're nowhere near where we want to be in terms of we want to be challenging the league with with having a lot more points than what we've got at the moment but also from where we was last season I think it's good progress And what about your
0: future? Have you thought
4: about it? No, I haven't thought about it at all at the moment honestly it's, um, it's a game every three days I train as hard as I can Are mm-hmm. uh, you training well? Yeah, I'm yeah. training well You're um, in a good place mentally? Yeah, yeah. Mentally, physically I, I feel good um, uh, I must say the training sessions what the lads do after, day after a game are really intense and real of um, a high standard a high, high quality um, and the lads put real effort in, they, they're probably covering the, the similar distances to what they, you do in a game either way. So um, that's credit to the, to the coaching staff uh, here putting on the sessions, but uh, also the players that are participating. I know the day after the game, there's always a few lads who are not happy that they're, they're not, they've not played or maybe not come on at all or sat on the bench. Uh, but like I said, it's part and parcel of football. We're a squad and we want to move forward together. Finally, what does success look like
0: for you and for Manchester United to do towards the end of this season now? You've got FA Cup, you've got
4: this. Yeah, I think, um, listen, we, we still want to win every game in the Premier League, see where it takes us. Um, however, you've also have got to be a little bit of a realist and um, understand the position that we are in this Premier League. We need to make sure we get top four. Uh, we're in a strong position to do so. But also, don't settle for that. We need to try and push second place, see where that takes us. And we're in two competitions, so this club demands winning trophies. We've won one. Um, I believe our minimum uh, aim should be to win another trophy. Mm. All
0: right, right. thanks, Harry. With Tony, one of the main men at Real Betis, it's a fantastic football club, and I'm pleased to say I've known the people here for a good couple of years, and it's been great that they've drawn against Manchester United. What's your experience of the two games travelling to Manchester, you met the directors of Manchester United, obviously the result is bad for your club, but what's your takeaway from coming
5: across yeah, I th- the 20 times champions of England? Yeah, I think, I think it's uh... a... <laughs>
0: How are you doing, sir? <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see you. OK? Look at all these better people, fantastic. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great learning like, experience for our club, it's the first time in... Now, history of the play against Man United, so it has been a fantastic learning process for, for us, and definitely we take some good takeaways from it. Uh, unfortunately, the, the result didn't come up as we wished, but definitely for a club, and for the players, and for everyone involved, has been a, a positive feedback and a positive improvement through those two games
0: four and a half thousand fans in Manchester that's twice as many as football club Barcelona took to Old Trafford what sort of feedback did they get did they they love the weather did they love the city
5: well well, unfortunately I think we got probably one of the worst uh, days in March in I don't know how many years in Manchester and as you might know like Spanish people doesn't like the snow that much Uh, but besides that I think everyone had a great time Uh, The city is fantastic, they enjoyed uh, Chambers Square, uh, great pines there. They had a good time singing, chanting, so it was good besides the weather. Of course, the stadium is one of the most iconic in Europe, so it was a fantastic experience for for everyone involved. As I I said, unfortunately the result didn't come up, but I think overall it was a great experience for everyone. And
0: United were a good club professionally to meet on a professional level. You met them for a meal in Manchester.
5: Yeah, exactly. We've been in contact through all the different departments. We had a fantastic lunch uh, here in Seville. We had a fantastic dinner in Manchester. It was all great, good cooperation, good words between both directors and... Yeah, it was uh, definitely good, uh, good club to interact with and really professional.
0: And finally, I wrote a piece last week about Patrick O'Connell. I've had so many people have say... Have you seen it. the boost? Yeah, everything yeah, about yeah.
6: O'Connell?
0: As for the War of the Legends? Okay. Have so, you seen it or no, not? No, I've not seen it. But you, we can go okay, right now. Okay, let's there, go I and have know. a look now. So this is Tony, who's one of the directors oh, no. of Real Betis. And he yeah, has done... There it is. Tell me what Patrick O'Connell means to this club.
6: One of Patrick O'Connell is the most iconic manager in our history. We won La Liga with him in 1935, not only because he's amazing and modern football for the time, but also because he was quite a personage here in the city. So he was beloved by the fans, and also as I wrote you, he said, in Seville, people live like it was the last day of their lives. So who was very close. A guy from Dublin, yeah. captain of Man United, yeah. who finally came to northern Spain and came to Seville, who won La Liga with Royal Betis. Yeah. So it's an amazing history. And we helped since the beginning about the Patriot Cornell Memorial Fund yeah. to try to change, to improve the, his grave in the St Pancras yeah. Catholic Cemetery, in London. Yeah. So we did it with our fans in Northumberland, Dublin, mm-hmm. Edinburgh, London. I think we did a, a good job to watch to, to our history.
0: Has it been a good experience playing against Manchester United? I realise some sadness because you've gone out of the competition. But... We had,
6: I think, the toughest yeah. result in the draw. So I was in Neon in the draw, and when we saw Manchester United, it's really a tough, very tough rival, and we didn't know it. Mm. But we did a a very good half-time there, Mm. first half-time in in Old Trafford, and we did have really the chance. Mm. But, you know, their budget is maybe eight or nine times an hour. But it's been a pleasure. So many Betis fans to go there to Manchester to enjoy the atmosphere of Old Trafford, I'm sure they have enjoyed also the atmosphere of Entire Marine today, mm. with 54,000 yeah. people yeah. in a in a Labor Day half past six in Spain yeah. is a very yeah. bad time for kickoff. Yeah, but a good experience. And we are hoping to be in September again in European competition, and try to beat our next opponent.
0: That would be nice. Well, thanks for your time. So that's it for this podcast. I can't believe that United have drawn. Go back to Seville. It's a wonderful city, and I think the two and a half thousand Reds who went there would would say that. And um, the weather was good. And if you get a chance to go back, the game against Sevilla, try and do it. It's not easy, City, to get to, but it's not the most difficult either. I was confident that Manchester United would overcome uh, Barcelona and did, and Betis and did pretty comfortably. Sevilla are struggling this year, so I think Manchester United will be clear favourites to go through. It's Madoura. United keep drawing, A, at home, and B, Spanish teams. Seven out of the nine last knockout draws have been against Spanish teams. We've had Spanish teams in our last three group stages as well. So this season alone, as Sid said earlier on in the podcast, was San Sebastian, Barcelona, Seville, and Seville again, and United do traditionally had a difficult record against Spanish sides, showing the way, doing really well. So, the latest United will stand, will be on sale against uh, Fulham at Old Trafford. I'm going to head back to Manchester now. I'm going to travel with Geordie Cruyff and meet him and go and unveil a Cruyff court in Little Hulton in Salford is uh, a lad I've known since 1996, we're a similar age, and I really like him, and he's travelled around the world as a player and as a coach and as a sporting director. He's back home working as a sports director at FC Barcelona now, and he's really looking forward to seeing his former teammates and going back to Salford where he, he's not been since he walked out one day in January 1999 and left a note on the dressing room door saying that he was going to join Celta Vigo so lots more travelling to do and that's going to be the case for the rest of this season if Manchester United continue to win we'll bring you another podcast after the Fulham game thank you